Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, a completely uh, different episode this time, which I have a guest with me, so it's not just my monotone voice that you have to listen to. Uh, so I've got uh, guest Grant Sachs here, uh, his Twitter, anyone who wants to follow him if you're not already, is at Granty underscore L, so that's at G-R-A-N-T-Y underscore E-L-L, give him a follow. Um, so he's obviously a Tottenham fan here, so we're talking about various different things. Uh, so, how long he's been a Tottenham fan, his favourite players, first memories. Uh, I did a, my Premier League Spurs top 11 last uh, episode, so he, he's done his, so we'll be comparing that. Uh, and then, uh, uh, talk about Pochettino leaving, Jose coming in. Um, obviously, which is divided opinion, and a lot of people love Pochettino. Jose divides opinion, so uh, uh, Grant's opinion on that. And then the review of the season in terms of playing and various players. Um, so without further ado, let's talk Tottenham. So, hi there Grant, thanks for being on the show, uh, or the Thank episode you. rather. Uh, new territory for me, the first time I've had someone as a guest, so it's the first time now I can't just talk to myself and everything that I say is what <laughs> I think. Um, so just, just to introduce yourself, so what was the first game... Spurs game you watched, either live or on TV or both? Uh, so the first first game I probably watched was, I'll go with the first game I went to, really, just so that kind of feel right. I'll say I went to the first game of my game with Inter Milan, it was a pre-season friendly. Oh, right. um, A 2-0 win, I remember Jermaine Defoe um, bagging two of the goals. Two very similar lobs actually chipped it over the keeper. I think it was Edgar David's actual first appearance of Spurs. Oh, that was the oh. first game I went to, pre-season friendly. I must have watched games before then, but I was very, very young. That's, that's kind of for when my memory took me on as being a Tottenham fan, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. My, my first game was the uh, FA Cup semi final in 91, so. Oh, right. Is that. Quite a little one. That was one where Gaza scored that ridiculous free kick oh, from 35 yards or something silly yeah. like that, but yeah. So, yeah, so, so, who was your first Spurs hero? Uh, first Spurs hero, I'll probably have to say it'd be Robbie Keane. I'd say he was the closest. I hate to mention him when you watched a, a team like Arsenal with Henri. He was the closest we had to a real hero who would you just know could get you a goal and score some blinded finishes. Some goals even in the past years, even when he played in the Legends game, he scored a goal that you don't see any other player score. It was a real no. Robbie Keane finish, and he had that about him to score a goal out of nothing. Robbie Keane. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I think it was Blackburn, wasn't it, where he flicked it over a few people and then scored from quite yeah, that was an tight angle. Goal. He was at the cutting meet over the throw, Robbie Keane at the corner flag, flicked over one, flicked over another. Yeah, it was an incredible goal from Dino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do you have a season ticket or do you just go to the games when you can? Um, I don't have a season ticket, no. I do try and go to, I try and go to most of the home games. I think the last one I went to this season at home was uh, Southampton. In the FA Cup, I, mean, I think Son scored the penalty at the end to get us through. But um, I, I've been to quite a few this season, Steve. I've been quite fortunate. I've got a few friends that let tickets go, and I, I usually uh, take some of theirs occasionally. I do try and just get them through the club myself. Yeah. That's not too bad. So, are you a fan of the new stadium? Are you one of these people who are like so upset, like disappointed that White Hart Lane's gone and we've got this uh, new stadium? I was having a really good debate last night with a good friend of mine, actually. But he's a I think he's an Arsenal fan. He's about hybrid. I swear, but I'm white hot lane, 
And um, I mean, look, when the stadium was built, it was absolutely incredible. It looked amazing. Obviously, it's amazing to go. Even when you go to now, if you've been there five or six times, you still feel like you walk into there for the first time. It's absolutely special. Um, but I mean, it's not the old White Hart Lane. I'll be honest with you, in my opinion, yeah. it's not like the old White Hart Lane where you feel so tight to the place. Still, the, the, the pitch now is close as it could be for a big stadium. But the old White Hart Lane, you felt really on top of the game, maybe, and you felt it was always rocking there on those big, big Champions League nights, the, the Arsenal games, the derbies, the rest of them. It'll never be like the old White Hart Lane. But I say, yeah. you've got a beautiful stadium. No reason we shouldn't embrace how brilliant it is at the minute as well. I'm sure it'll be rocking there somewhere in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went to the Man City two 0 win with Bergwijn's first game, and that that was the oh, loudest I've heard it for yeah. like, oh, ever. Yeah. But yeah, so that it kind of reminded me of White Hart Lane a little bit there, just because it was so loud. But yeah, that was a good game. That was the drama in that goes with the VAR. Yeah, the VAR drama. It was beautiful for Bergwijn to score the goal he did. So uh, obviously on the first game of his Spurs career. Yeah. But, had that real feel to it, which was fantastic. Yeah, so if we can get that atmosphere keep going, then oh, I think we can get it to a similar kind of White Hart Lane atmosphere, but it would never be White Hart Lane, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, nothing's ever the same, but yeah, definitely it'll be sort of rough in the future. Yeah, so, uh, and then who's your favourite current player at the moment? Uh, current player at the minute, don't have to go with Sob, I think, for Spurs. Yeah, yeah same, same here. Yeah, I've never seen such a lethal, I'll be honest, someone who's not our main striker, but he's so lethal and gets so many goals. I think that's one thing we always lack for Eddie, is he's a winger who can obviously get goals and also assist as well. I mean, we always had players like Aaron Lennon, for example, and players like Mel Brom, who well, they've done a good job for Spurs, but they have someone at Son's level who can, yeah. you know, got, has got the whole package. Yeah. He's a world-class Sonny, and uh, I think, yeah, he's probably, my, at the minute, my favourite top and player, definitely. Yeah. The thing that I like about him most is he's uh, completely direct and just exciting. Uh, he's the only player really since Walker left that's got genuine pace and will run at people. Like, more, more of a runs at people, but he, he seems like a bit of an octopus to me. He's got like too many legs and gets the ball mixed up and then yeah. just gets confused with where he's going. Where Sun is direct and then he's got a, a finishing yeah, touch as well. Yeah, he's the man, Sonny. He's, yeah, he can be lethal on his day. You're right about more, I think he's... Uh, I think with Mora sometimes you find it hard where to fit him in that team because he'd done really well playing off uh, Fernando Llorente I think the season before. Yeah. But sometimes in this season we kind of, especially under Jose, he's been expected to run into loads of space and beat the man. I'm not really sure obviously where he's best playing with sometimes Mora for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird though Mora because he, he kind of can do whatever he wants in my mind because he scored that Ajax hat trick. <laughs> but like, you've, you've still got to have a bit of... Uh... Stuff about you as well. You can't just live off one moment. But yeah, I mean that. I I was hugging people in the pub after that goal, and apparently, I apparently I have no recollection of it at all. It was just incredible. But... I was, I was, I was my local, and uh, yeah, we were absolutely just. Uh, it was a special moment, and uh, yeah, even even when you look back at us, sometimes I can't remember what I was doing. When it really... I mean, I found myself hugging, kissing people. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great moment. It's just such a shame that. The next game was just, yeah. I know, it felt but, like it, it, I mean, obviously in the first minute it was the penalty, yeah. obviously it's very debatable, but it felt, it had a real dire tone to it that game, and then it didn't feel like it felt as if, we, I think we were so happy to be in the final, we weren't actually prepared for the yeah. final, I think, if anything. Yeah, well, I think, if I want to see more, maybe you should have started, in my opinion. Again, yeah. if you say that, you might have said, oh, but how can you not play Kane? Mm. Very easy to debate that when they say that, Chris, I think it's hard. Yeah. 
That, that was my next question. Who do you think should have started? But my point has always been starting more or starting Kane, it wouldn't have made a blind bit of difference with the penalty. So it wouldn't have made a difference. So the issue with that game was that penalty scored 30 seconds made Liverpool sit back straight away. So that they stopped attacking us really and invited us on and we didn't do enough. And then they picked us off. I think keep that nil-nil for 60 minutes or whatever, then it potentially becomes an end-to-end game with both teams trying to win it. But that's yeah. the bad thing. We stayed in the game, didn't we? I guess until round what was it? Until yeah. they scored the second late on. We stayed in the game. We had the better uh, chances as well. We just didn't have anything yeah. that you'd call like a, a stonewall chance, and none of them yeah, fell no. to Kane. I think Delhi had one over the bar. Sonny had a couple of sharp shots on target. Yeah. I think we were in two down. down. They're not a bad chance from the left of Son, but. Yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't meant to be. It was the more of a chance that where it fell to him in the box and he kind of scuffed it. Whereas if he'd have blasted that, yeah, Alisson wouldn't blasted. have been able to react quick enough. But yeah, it, was meant, yeah. it wasn't meant to be. Unfortunately, for solid. But all, all these people, I had all the friends who were at the pub with me saying, "Oh, he did well to get to the final." And it's just like, well, I, I couldn't care less. I'd have rather gone out in the first round. You're there to win a trophy, not to make up numbers and have a good, yeah. good, good account of yourself. You're there to win a trophy, but. But I guess on the other side of the coin, that, that, that Ajax third goal was the happiest moment I've ever had in football. That will take a lot of beating, that will. It was, it was game over. I mean, at half time, I, I didn't see any way back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it, like it was over. Well, I was half yeah. tempted to go home. <laughs> I'm so yeah, annoyed. I mean, I was, I, a lot of my friends would kind of be caught. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of my friends that weren't even Tottenham fans were saying they don't look that great at the back of it. And I was just yeah. like, no, we're 3 0 down at the time, weren't we? So yeah. I was completely resigned to being out there. Yeah. How wrong was I? Yeah, I think the second goal was the most crucial goal there because you, you score the first goal, Ajax will then think, okay, keep it tight for 10 minutes. Not, you know, They've got a bit of momentum now, just keep it tight for 10 minutes, the momentum disappears. And then there's, I, th- I think it was like two, three minutes between the two goals, wasn't it? And then the That's second it. goal goes in and then its next goal wins. And then you, you've gone, if you're Ajax, from pretty much one foot into the final to... Oh right, hang on. We're we're in a proper yeah. game here for the last half hour. But yeah, I, I think that was the problem with them. I think they really did take their foot off the gas, didn't they? You know, they were really convinced. I think it might have been over before it even was. Yeah. Like at half time, but I mean, they were so calm in that second half. They just didn't expect us to come out of the blocks the way we did. No, but yeah, it made for a spectacular <laughs> game. And, yeah. yeah, the Champions League night. Yeah. Always, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think we we've both written down our, our Spurs Premier League eleven. Um, I did mine last week and you've written yours so I think we'll discuss that uh, we'll see comparisons where we agree okay fantastic I'll start off the uh, 11 now you'll really screw me I've gone for I've gone for Hugo Lloris right okay gone for Hugo Lloris in goal for Spurs because I feel with Hugo that he um, we've had a good few years of other goalkeepers but I think that he has won us some crucial games just himself being in goal yeah. and um, yeah I think he happened to be in there I know we've had uh, well, like for example you said Brad Friedel we've had a brilliant job yeah. he probably he came to us a little bit too late into his career with Friedel yeah we've had a few um, players like that I think yeah we have we can't again you said right the spot Scotty Parker came too late but I think Laurie's as much as he in, company, in recent seasons he has made some fun with I think he also has won us some games and for me in my era I think he's probably one of the he's the safest options I've ever seen as having goal. Yeah. I'll have to say with Hugo, definitely. 
Yeah, I, I like Lois, and, and for the first couple of seasons, he was absolutely superb. I just think he's made a few mistakes in the last, certainly from winning the World Cup. So that that's why I went for Friedel. But I can appreciate Lois because he is a, he is a quality keeper still, and some of the saves he makes are phenomenal. I was going to say, even in the World Cup, he made a bit of a, a blood in there in the final. <laughs> but I think in regard to free, like you said earlier, well, free was a fantastic keeper again, came too late. I think there has been games where he's won probably single hand. Oh, yeah, sometime. definitely, yeah. In the past, and uh, he's obviously commanded the box quite well, I think, in certain situations. But I say, yeah, he's always got older. There was definitely a case where it was certainly I think sixteen seventeen season where you just felt safe that he was there and the goal and the defenders definitely felt safe, which that's just dissipated a little bit for me since he's been making his errors. Um, but yeah. I think you're right. Those home games you felt very safe. I mean Lawrence won that era. So, okay, your, your defence. So what formation have you gone with? I, I went for 4-4-2 just so I could try and fit as many attacking players in. It might not be a team that would yeah. win that much. but Yeah, so I've gone with a 4-1-2-1-2, I think. Yeah, I've gone with a 4-1-2-1-2. Right. Right. So I'll start my right-back. I've gone with Carl Walker for Spurs. Yeah, same Again, here. I'm sure it's up for debate. He's probably passed before my era, but Walker's probably been the best right-back I've seen at Tottenham in those yeah. two seasons, I think, yeah. Pochettino in that uh, era, I remember mean, it was brilliant at home, 4 0 wins all the time. He's blistering pacing behind him and Rose, which is devolving forward constantly. And uh, yeah, he was lethal to have a wing back. Got, yeah. better at, got better at defending. I think, obviously, looking at it now at Man City, Pep Guardiola has probably made a better player, obviously, defensive mind, but he knows when to and not go forward. But I mean, that season, I remember with uh, him and Rose going forward, he was incredible. Just mm. beating him. Obviously, going behind Son and Wing coming inside. I thought Walker was exceptional. He's, he's my he's my right back, Carl Walker. I've gone for definitely. Yeah, that's who I went for as well. And then uh, centre back, you got two centre backs. I've gone with the two centre halves. Uh, yeah. This one again was up for debate, but I have gone for Deadly Deadly King as my first choice there at centre half. I think with Deadly uh, again, club legend. Again, mm-hmm. a lot of what ifs or what he could have been, but on his day, he was an exceptional centre half, and he was rock solid. I think in natural ability, the fact that someone like a Thierry Henry says he was the best defender I played against, I mean, no, yeah. I mean there's worse players to be endorsed by. <laughs> uh, right. And I think in that era, he was not even at the best. He was always finishing yeah. mid-table, bottom-table net. Even then, someone like Henry to say yeah. that King was the best in the he's played against is quite, uh, yeah. quite respectful. I think it's natural right. ability has been the best defender, certainly in Premier League times that I've seen. Like The, the fact that you could literally just go swimming for a little bit and then just suddenly play the game and keep on re-quiet, I think. True. Just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Never trained. I know he's a one-club man, but I think if, it, if his injuries hadn't have um, hindered him, the fact that we weren't winning stuff, he'd have been able to go to a Man United at Barcelona, take your pick of which club, Lenny, you want yeah. to go to. But I'm sure that was a big cut off. I can't hate to say because of injuries. Yeah, probably I, right, he was... It was so it was so injury-prone-living-with-a-knee. Yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. Yeah. So, um, and then yeah, he's... My next, I'll, go, I'll move on to my next centre-half. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this will shock too many people. I've gone for
with battles in the air. So I think Out of Wild will definitely come in next to Deadly there. I think so anyway. Yeah. And then your left back? Uh, the left back, um, number one up at the bay, gone for Danny Rose on this one. Just because, again, in my life, so the season I saw him when he was bombing down the wing, again, I thought he'd always put in a fantastic shift. You'd see him running always right to the end, Danny. Obviously, scored a special goal against Arsenal. I think the great thing there was with Rose. He scored that goal against Arsenal, and you think he might not have heard from him ever again. But he actually went on to be, well, no, in my opinion, a real, a real good player, I suppose. I always remember it, definitely. And uh, yeah, in my lifetime, he's definitely my left back to put to Tottenham. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got exactly the same back four there. Uh, I think Danny, Vo- Danny Rose was potentially the, the one who benefited the most from Pochettino because he suddenly turned him into an, a brilliant defender as well as going forward, which yeah. he, he always had the going forward in his locker. I think I think he, he, he's kind of slipped now. And I think that's a combination of maybe age, but... Certainly, I think there was that real farmer's. Yeah, there was that with Pochettino. He felt was that real kind of farmer's son related to him and Danny yeah. wasn't there. Well, I think Danny Rose, Danny Rose had that really bad injury, which he just didn't seem to come back anywhere near that level. And, and then he had depression as well. And I think all of that has just contributed to a massive le- the racism as well, which he suffered. Which he seems to have taken that personally. Which you can understand that. Which the racism yeah. is just a disgrace. But. I think all of it has just added up to like sh- shake his confidence quite a bit. Now he's lost Pochettino. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt in that 16-17 season, he was, him and Walker were a main, big, big part of why we scored so many goals. Oh, definitely. I was going to say, I, mean, the, uh, I think it was the Wembley season. I think we didn't see a lot of Rose that year. I remember mm. rightly saying, so I think we only saw him for about... Probably six or seven games he suffered really that year. Yeah. And he was stuck. It must have been a lot of like Ben Davis being left back. But yeah. definitely the couple of seasons before that, Rose was, I'm going to show he was the best left back in the league, I think, in my opinion, over two seasons. Yeah, I, I agree with and that. And the last two seasons at the late, he's unbelievable. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Um, so your midfield, I, I've gone for a right, uh, a right wing, left wing, two centre midfields, but I'm assuming you've gone for something slightly different with a different formation that you've. Chosen. Yeah, well, I've decided to see just in front, in, just in front of that back four, put a little centre defensive midfielder. Um, again, I say centre defensive midfielder. Moussa Dembélé, I've gone for. I'd say more of a probably just centre midfielder, but he could also he was he would mop up in the middle. Uh, any player you hear on the right on the TV, any ex any ex players that have retired, they say who's, your, who's the player you fear the most when you played against Spurs or anyone. A lot of them say Moussa Dembélé because he, he anything. What he could do with that ball, he'd, he'd walk through players, he'd skim through them, and he'd win battles. It was unbelievable. It was an unbelievable for us. Just yeah. a shame again. I think we let him go too soon. Maybe we could have got the back. Maybe we should have held on to him at least mm-hmm. the end back in the last season. We shouldn't have let him go. We've seen how he's suffered since he has gone. The yeah. statistics say it all, really. Yeah, I, I think he was like Lois used to be, and like uh, out of field used to be. He was just a calming influence. I think I said it last yeah. week that if you're in trouble. Just give him the ball, and then nine times out of ten, you'll keep the ball. Yeah, it was it was one of them situations. Give him the ball, and let him go and do it, kind of thing. Yeah. When he was on the ball, it's very rare to lose, lose it. I mean, he yeah. was so good on the ball. Yeah. I think it was a man thing when he first joined Spurs. We said, but I think even he had a few issues. But then I think we under Pochettino, he really just grew in there as well. Yeah. I think he never really got that chance to go and express himself. Mm. Pochettino really gave him that chance to just go and get the ball, and do what you want with yeah. it. I, th- I think he had the discipline as well. To he he. He very rarely went past the halfway line or anywhere 
massively further past the halfway line. He'd used to get the ball, mop up, give it to Ericsson or Son or Ali or Kane and then just sit back in his position, which now with our midfield, they all seemingly want to go forward. And I think that's leaving massive, massive gaps, which is why we're getting, we were anyway, <laughs> were getting ripped apart by teams and conceding so many goals. I know. I mean, I think we have, again, we've not got a, We've got, I think, Endon Bele, for example, has got similar traits to Endon Bele when it comes to beating a man. But he hasn't got, I don't think he's missing it. looks like he's probably missing the tackling side of the game, yeah. from the defensive side of it. I mean, it's his first season in England. I think the guy deserves a lot more time anyway, um, yeah. Endon Bele. But um, it's very hard to replace us on the line, isn't it? I mean, Wayne Yama, yeah. again, another player, get, get the ball, he'd get the ball and say, go, give it off to um, any of our other wingers and say, go do what you want with it. Then someone yeah. like Wayne Yama. He's yeah. so defensive-minded, he was fantastic. Yeah, he, he's but, another one like, yeah. Sorry. He, he's another one like Rose, where injury seems to have just completely destroyed his career. Because he was absolutely yeah. superb, then he had an injury, never the same. You saw it at the end of the Ajax game, <laughs> he was limping off with that one. <laughs> he was limping. Yeah. yeah, another great player, just unfortunately, just, when he just couldn't get back to his best, could he, after one great season. Yeah, it's just a massive shame, but yeah. Dyer as yeah. well, he had a... Was it appendicitis? He had some operation, didn't he? Yeah. And he's, he's never an, been the same. I think I went to watch Dyer one of my first games. It was one of my first games. But his first game up was a pre-season game. I think he played centre-half at the time. Um, honestly, for one, I still think now he's a good player. I thought we had a real, real special player on our hand. But again, I think he's been moved all over the place, Dyer, in his career. Yeah. I think even he doesn't know where, where his best position is. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think he could be right there. I, th I think it worked with Pochettino because... He moved him when we didn't have the ball. He moved him into defence. When we had the ball, he, he stayed in midfield. So even though he was playing in different positions, it was generally the same every game. So he he would be able to train that and learn his craft there because he was doing the same. It's when you get these like journeyman players, like a James Milner for example, and Phil Jones, never ever learn their 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 trade because they're playing in defence one minute, right back the next minute, centre midfield the yeah. next minute. So, same with uh, someone like a Walcott up top. Yeah, kind of striker, right wing, left wing kind of thing. Yeah. You never really nailed down a position, are you, mate? Definitely. Yeah. Whereas when you look at Kane, he's only ever trained as a striker, so he's just learning that 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 position yeah, that, every that day. Craft. Yeah. That's the right thing. I think with someone like Dido, I think if anyone's going to get the best out of him, it would be probably someone like Jose. Mm. Doing, he loves, if he loves to, he can tell straight away if he likes a player where he, where he's best player. So yeah. I mean, if he's going to learn off the best, it would be Jose or teach him. Yeah. Let's see if he improves, I guess. Yeah, hopefully you're right there. So, yeah, yeah. so, so you, the rest of your midfield. Uh, so, so I've got with um, Dembele playing kind of CDM centre midfield. I'll go on to the, the left wing now. It's been quite hard this one because I've had to really think about who it is. But I've gone for um, Sonny, uh, Son on this one as our left winger. Again, I think as I said earlier, in, earlier before we recorded, just never seen a player, especially for us out on the wing, who can do everything, score mm. goals, make assists. Get the ball, beat a man. He really has got the whole the whole package, Sonny. And uh, yeah, we, we, we're again a, a type of player that we've been praying for for years. That could obviously come in on the wing and kind of do a lot of everything that we need. Yeah. So I, I went for Bale there just because in that that last season it was just un unbelievable. Everything went through him and and. He well, bailed us out, <laughs> no pun intended. I think everyone would admit we was a bit of a one-man team. Like oh, we were a complete one-man team, but yeah. But we still ended up getting up to fifth with just everyone knowing who the ball was going to go to and what he was going to do. And I just think, yeah, yeah 
I think we didn't. I think there was games where he didn't play that season. But I think, and he didn't. I mean, it was obvious that we couldn't. We yeah. Put the ball in the average without him. Yeah. But, yeah. We had, we had a few weird players. We had a few players over that year. The, the Dempsey's we had that season. We had um, we had obviously we had Gareth. We had Dempsey's. We had a by all. It was at that time. It was a, a very mixed opinion on someone like him. Hmm. Well, he, he was always going to struggle, wasn't he? Because there'll be a contingent of Spurs fans who like, he played for Arsenal. He's never one of us. I'm yeah. never going to back him. But, yeah, it was always a bit of a real. Well, this is a, at the time, obviously, you read that brought him in and he played under the radio. He was a real Super Bowl that bar, wasn't it? Guy yeah. who did the job, guy that was proven at the Premier League. But, yeah. His, his um, big issue is um, his big issue was always someone like a Lukaku, like on his day, unplayable, but yeah, well, it, that, it, it, it wasn't the often their day. Play. Yeah, that's the problem. He pick and choose when it was, even though the consistency levels weren't there with someone like the Bayern, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I quite liked him though. He pushed. Yeah. He did quite well for us. He did. I think towards the end, it was obvious that he needed to go, wasn't it? I think mm. the whole idea of Sherwood bringing bringing him into the team again, the fold, didn't really uh, a lot of fans. I mean, I think even with Sherwood wanted him there as well, but he pulled out the Bayern door. It was all up for debate, wasn't it, that season? Yeah. Really what was going to happen? when Pochettino first came in. But he, yeah. he go Pochettino straight away pretty much made it clear he wasn't in his plans. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not worked out too badly for him, has it really? Or no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Right, so um, shall I move on? So I'm going to move on to the other wing now, in fact. Okay. And uh, I know I've to, I had to throw him on the right because I really wanted to put Solly in, but just including here in the midfield is Gareth Bale. I'm just putting him as my right, but obviously he'd fit, he'd fit anywhere across that midfield. Again, just going over what we said, just... The goals he'd score, the games he'd win in the last minute, just for us, just give him the ball, he'd ping one in from 40 yards. Uh, I think it was inevitable he'd, he'd leave us because, again, some of his talent just couldn't not be playing Champions League football yeah. and trophies. And at that time, we were just not pushing enough or had the, had the players around him to, um, to obviously provide him those trophies and what he needed. But Gareth was just sensational. Remember the West Ham night? I just really remember that one, Chris. The yeah. away game. Oh, Three yeah. to, I think. I think a lot of people don't. I think I don't think um, a lot of people realise. I think what AVB done for Gareth Eva, he moved him into the middle of the field. I think obviously he worked under the Red Nap well and he kind of grew up Red Nap, but AVB he moved him into that centre attacking midfield spot, Gareth, and he completely flourished, didn't he? Mm, yeah, yeah. It's just a, a shame, like like you said earlier, that we didn't have the rest of the team to play around him. I know. I mean, yeah, Dempsey there, but was never really someone that could no. you know, the talents to be able to help build off Gareth or provide yeah. him more goals than he. Yeah, it's just a shame, but like, if he was in the Pochettino era, I think we would have won at least one league there. We'd have certainly won like a, an FA Cup or something. But mm. yeah. you're right, I think so. There would have been. Well, again, we played in a couple of semi-finals with Gareth and against Chelsea, but don't really want to mention those ones. I think we lost about five-one yeah. and stuff. Yeah. To work out, but. A phenomenal player. You can't really hate him for leaving us. To be fair, if one day we'd come back, I'd be happy. Uh, whether that's the answer to go to go looking back and getting him, I don't have the idea. But he would be unhappy if he did come back and does a little cameo role for a few Yeah, I, I still think he will. But like in in the Pochettino era, if you you know you had the security of a uh, Dyer and Dembele there with the three full backs when Dyer moved back into full into full, uh, centre back, sorry. Then the two full backs bombing forward, you then have Bale on one side, Son on the other side, Ericsson pulling the strings and Kane up top. I think we'd have been not unstoppable, but like a lot more unstoppable than we were in that season. We were fairly good in that season, so it's just a shame, but Yeah, I think I think we were 
it is what it yeah, is. Well, I mean, you look at these coming in, you look, for example, Ericsson's Levy forming someone like a third one, it's not really the same player as Ericsson, mm. to be fair. That'd be interesting to see how he comes on as a bone, it'll be like a bail where it's, he looks like he's got a lot of pace about him, mm. sort of like Erg Wines, and if he'll grow into that kind of player like Bale was for us, mm. he's got a new pace and power that yeah. hopefully he's got for us, so yeah. We'll see, yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So I'll, I'll go next to my uh, next choice of midfield. This guy is playing in the central attacking midfield, playing, and uh, I've gone with Rafa van der Vaart on this one. Uh, a lot of this was up for debate. I had the name of Luka Modric coming in, but I just picked Rafa just because I think he, he was, again, very similar to like a Ginola, had the flair, he had the real passion to want to play for Tottenham when he joined, and he, he provided us with special moments, especially against Arsenal, I have to say. Mm-hmm. But uh, a real special player, Van der Vaart. I think he could. I think, unlike Modric, I think Modric was unbelievable for us. But I think if Van der Vaart was the type of player that he knew had on the pitch, he, could, he would be a game winner for us, definitely. If Modric would pull the string, but Van der Vaart had that bit of that bit of about him where he could just change the game on top of his head. And it was all down to Van der Vaart's, Van der Vaart's contribution, definitely. Yeah, he, he was one that I was I, I put in initially and then took out, but... I think really? I think with Modric, I I grew up in a time with like Paul Scholes and Pirlo and stuff like that, with the the playmakers who basically dictate the the speed of the play and who gets the ball and stuff like that. And Scholes, I think, was very underrated, certainly in England. I, I was certainly guilty of it. And then in two thousand two World Cup, where we just stuck him on the uh, left, if he'd have been in the middle, I, I think we'd have won that World Cup because. You look at him for United when they had Ronaldo, he'd get the ball quickly and then as soon as he got it, pinged it over to Ronaldo's one-on-one. They're very, very similar to De Bruyne, what he does now with Sterling yeah. and, and whoever's on the other side. It was Sane, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, so I mean, even with, um, when Redneck was there, even with him, for example, someone like Crouch and Defoe is very simple. He does that job for him um, kind of thing, isn't it? That's yeah. what we play off them to. But yeah, yeah I mean, someone like Skull, I mean, he was world class. But I mean, Van der Vaart, I, mean, I think just purely down to the facts, I didn't think of him. He was so, he was just such a special player at Tottenham. And he produced so many great moments. Yeah. And he had such great skill and flair. When we saw him, it was brilliant. The deadline day, I'm sure you remember that one, Chris. But yeah, I didn't know too much about him there. So I think back then it was just the name, wasn't it? It sounds bad. Yeah. The name hooked us straight away, Van yeah. der Vaart. You know, he played for uh, Real Madrid. I think at the time, I think, we, but I think he was destined to go to Bayern Munich at that day. I think they were pretty mm-hmm. sure the deal fell through. And I know Harry saw a deal to bring him on the cheap. Yeah. But that was a special thing. Well, it, it wasn't Harry, was, was it? It, yeah. it wasn't Harry, it was Levy who just suddenly gave him a present. Yeah, he said, I've got a gift for you if you want it. I've got yeah. um, Rad of Art, for eight million if you want it. Yeah. So for all Levy's yeah. bad points, which there are a lot, he has done some good. but He has, he yeah. has brought in some coups. Also, Van der Vaart, the only thing I would have to criticise, well, I think, I don't know if you remember, there was a lot of games where I think we get to the 60th minute and he yeah. completely blown out yeah. with Rafa. He was, he, he could play exceptional for the first 60 and if the game was over at 60th minute, we'd be loving it. But yeah. if, we had to be, if we still needed to stay in that game and find a winner, it wasn't really worth having him on the pitch. No, yeah. Nothing for that time. Yeah, I just can't understand how someone could be unfit when they, in this day and age, but I think, the thing that I like most about him, which you touched on earlier, is he, he seemed to get what it meant to play for Tottenham. Yeah. Like Kane gets that now, but then he's a Spurs fan. Whereas this was a guy who came from Spain, and then it, it, it's as horrible as it is. Henri was exactly the same, but for Arsenal, obviously. 
So I, I hated him because he knew exactly yeah. what it meant for Arsenal fans. Was Van der Vaart was exactly the same, I think. And yeah, just had that passion on the back. Just had the passion straight away. Players like Robbie Keane was like that exactly as well. I think just you know when he comes to Tottenham, he, he, he was like a top man when he played that kit. He loved yeah. scoring for us. You could see the way he used to score and the goals he used to score was just unbelievable. And the yeah. fans, the fans, just the way he was, the fans just took to rap up. Though he took to a lot of other players, didn't they? They just absolutely loved him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was very close to mine, but I couldn't keep Modric out. That's <laughs> no, hard. That's it. It was difficult with Luca. He's in yeah. my special mentions, Luca. Right, okay. Yeah, I think Rafael Scott was a little bit more than one of us to be on. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'll move on to my strikers next. Uh, I'll go with the inevitable one. I think everyone knows is Harry Kane. Yeah. Obviously, again, in my life, so I've never seen have a striker that obviously you can just trust so much and score so many goals for us especially in the home games or the big dogs his record board is unbelievable and uh, yeah and you couldn't keep Harry Kane out of that absolutely no. yeah. so yeah Harry's there I think, I think he's so clinical isn't he like you, you, you get strikers which he, he, he's not the best in the world like Brazilian Ronaldo is the best in the world for me and in the Premier League Van Nistelrooy but you, you get strikers that when they go one on one you think okay this is the goal here Whereas you yeah. get other strikers, you think, oh, will he score this? Whereas Kane, you, you generally get the feeling it'll be a goal. Certainly in the Poch eras, when we were close to the, the, the title, yeah, it was like a foregone well, conclusion. Him, him and, uh, and Deli were just uh, telepathic sometimes, weren't mm. they? Yeah. In that, in that season, they were very, just knew where each other was. Yeah, it's a no-brainer to have Kane in there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's quite I'm not surprised you're hearing him mention now about if things don't, we don't start winning trophies. Obviously, it's obvious it will happen if we don't start yeah. pushing on and winning things. It will happen because you can't keep someone like that at the club. Yeah, well, I, I, I wouldn't in this current climate be that worried about it because he's got four years left on his contract. Levy yeah. wants 200 million for him. The, 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 the cost of this coronavirus to clubs. Yeah, it's true. I'm not sure people have got 200 million to spend. And, and you've you got financial fair play as well. And and yeah. they'll they'll be offloading their players to like fund moves for someone like a Rolls Royce player like Kane, but you know they're going to have to upload offload three or four players, and and clubs potentially don't have the money, and and I, I don't think it'll be a situation like a Berbatov who's sulked and stuff like that. I think Kane no, does support Tottenham, so I think he'll put a shift in, but he'll just be disappointed, but. But you, it'd be a terrible way to hear, but that would be a real worm. I, mean, I couldn't ever see Kane being like that. I think no. his intentions pretty clear if he wants to leave, but I could yeah. never imagine him refusing to play or doing anything that not want to help the team out. Absolutely no, not at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm also not sure he actually meant it a hundred percent. I think it's possibly. I, think I know. I know. Levy's listening to this, so I'll I'll make this point here, which might make him think, okay, we've got to back the manager. But then, again, with this coronavirus. Financial implications. It's blowing everything uh, 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 isn't it? I mean, is Levy going to be able to? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows what will happen? I mean, obviously, with us recently getting the stadium with a lot of debt that we've got to pay off, we don't know what position we're in yet to, yeah. to let players go or how we're going to push on with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, anyway, Harry Kane definitely in my, yeah. my first 11, absolutely. And yeah. I'll let you know the guy that the defender that I put next to him. This one was a chop and change, but <laughs> I have gone with Rocky Keane yeah. on this one, just over Berbatov, in my opinion. I just thought, again, another player that really knew what it meant to play for the shirt, scored a lot of goals that you just think, how did, that, how did he do that, that flick, that trick? 
where he just beat a man or flick it on and produce a goal. And you can keep that, that about him. And he was at us for a long time. And I think he, he deserves that respect to be putting up, putting my eleven at least, definitely. Yeah, I, I think he, he was at Liverpool, wasn't he, when we were struggling. Then Redknapp came in and he brought him back. And, and yeah. there, there were other factors as well, but there, there's certainly the factor that Robbie Keane transformed our season going from right at the bottom of the league to, I think we finished seventh or eighth in that season, which was unbelievable turnaround. But he was a leader, wasn't he? He scored goals, led by example. The only thing I didn't like about him was that how he used to pray and like moan at penalty decisions. And he'd just yeah, completely stop playing, but then that's just a minor thing. No, I was going to say also with Rob Pittman with the season, he left us to go to Liverpool because at that time we lost Burgess off Keane yeah. in the same season. I think we brought in Pavlichenko and he didn't hit the ground running at all. Him and Ben, I think, at the time. But we brought in Robbie. I think he came back as he came that season where he went to Liverpool. And obviously, he was never the same player, Keane, when he came back. Oh, I think uh, whether it was psychological, he never came back as the old Robbie Keane at Tottenham. But, um, yeah, I think just for the years before that and what he'd done, the years of player managers like Hollow, etc., I think Keane was... Definitely gets in there. In our put in the era, he wasn't at our best. We had Robbie Keane. I'd have to say, yeah, uh, be our flame player. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like Robbie Keane. I have to say, but yeah, my my player that I went for there was possibly a bit before your time as Klingsman. I think I said yeah. last week he he was world renowned striker. It'd be like having Lewandowski coming in. Well, he yeah. was just it was just a proper proper coup get someone like that at, at the time, kind of little Tottenham Hotspur, a well, World Cup happened. winner. And yeah. so before this was filmed, I actually went in and mentioned my eleven to my dad and he said to me, Clinton, he yeah. said to me, I've not been Clinton. I mean, the fact that obviously he left and came back, especially with the drama around at the Man and Sugar, yeah. it was crazy with the whole uh, washing his car, his, washing his shirt, his <laughs> car and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and I, again, like, we've had so many flair players over the Tottenham just that really know what it means to play with the badge. Yeah, and uh, he played the he played in the Legends game, didn't he? Actually, for us before we moved into the new ground. Yeah, he yeah. The I think he taught Sheringham so much, and I can't remember like you, you get now when the ball gets played to the goalkeeper, the striker, whoever it is, always chases down. Yeah. I I can't remember that happening before Klingsman came to the league. It very possibly did, but I I can't remember it happening at all. Yeah, I'm not saying that again. From what I've seen, Klingsman on highlights, etc. I think Klingsman would have been in a lot more Spurs players top 11 if he'd have been there three seasons maybe more. I think just one season, yeah. it, it, he hasn't got that longevity there, whereas everyone else played there for multiple say, seasons. But Simmons Burbis off is there again. We had we had two years of retirement, and it kind of did leave. I think he's quite well loved as a Tottenham player, Burbis off, and a lot by fans. But he left on a bit of a sour note in as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think at the time, so did Bale as well. You've got to remember as well. He kind of refused to train and and it's quite kind of forced to move, and it's just yeah. If you did that at your job, you you got you got on LinkedIn. Someone went, "Oh, we want to offer you the job," and then you went to your old boss and just sat there with your arms crossed, not doing anything. You'd be fired on the no. spot. But like footballers seem to get a free ride. Unfortunately, Marcus, I'm not worth. That's all. I wasn't worth eighty million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Those lines, definitely. But yeah. No, I mean, 
another special player in Plymouth. But yeah, it just couldn't make my level just in my last time anyway. But another, another lethal striker, beautiful striker. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really argue with Robbie Keane though. He he did. He, he I said about like Modric, like he, he caused everything to happen. Like when Roy, uh, Roy Keane, Robbie Keane played well, we played well. Modric played well, we played well. When Eriksson played well, we played well. So you can't really argue with any of those three in the team. Yeah, Keane. Um, again, I think with Keane, he's caused a lot of it. It's all big goals for us. I think. We just didn't have again the probably that time the players around him mm. to um, to push him on to the next level. I think I mean, in that era we was always finishing all the it was a bit table hard at bottom, not the never risk of relegation, but it was always around that mix, yeah. wasn't we? With Keane, yeah. Keane there. Did he did he play in the pre- in the Champions League with us when we um... young boys? I think he did. He set up the goal for Pavlichenko when he smashed right. it to the top of the net. And then did he leave? Did he leave? Yeah. And then did he leave before the actual competition properly? I think he didn't get a game. I'm pretty right. sure. Someone can correct me if he left in that January and went right. to Selwyn. I think possibly. Oh, yeah, I right. think when that it was hard. I think we had at a target. He had the phone still firing all cylinders, didn't he? Yeah. Um, when that, yeah, Pavlichenko was coming through. He had Crouch as well, mm. who we were using quite well. Yeah, um, yeah. Crouch, you forget. I mean, that's is it. He was at us for a young Crouch, and he left and kind of done his business at Southampton, Villa, at Liverpool, and then we got him back from Pompey. Yeah. Another great player, Crouch. Yeah. Another, again, you don't, really, don't really see a lot of that now, do you? Because he was such, such a tall. Yeah. He obviously he was just, he win the headers, he'd score headers all the time. You don't yeah. really have that anymore. It's not the doing. We loved Lorente last season, but it's powerful. It's in the air. We, we seem to not go down that route anymore. I don't know why, no. really. It's, it's when we had Van der Vaart, Crouch, Pavlyuchenko, Defoe. We had four strikers, yeah. but four different type of strikers. So you had plan A, B, C, D. Whereas now. We've got I don't know, Kane, yeah, and and then Son to play up top if he's injured. But then it's kind of he. Uh, I think the the only weakness in Kane's game is holding the ball up. He gets beaten in the air too easily. Like Van Dijk yeah. had him for breakfast in in terms of balls in the air, uh, which Crouch Lorente would have been able to get some change out of them. Yeah, because in the, in the chat, if you go look at that chat, in final Kane probably a seventy five percent fit Kane was on that that night. Couldn't get a look in really, didn't even have a clear cut chance, I don't think. No. If I could remember rightly, I don't remember seeing it, but yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah there we go, definitely. Yeah, okay. Oh, so that, that was a fairly yeah. strong uh, Premier League 11 for both of us there, I'd say. Uh, but you got some honourable mentions, you said. Yeah, I think that's pretty strong. I've got a few, I've got, I've got a lot of names that I would give special mentions to because they couldn't even get into the 11, definitely. <laughs> okay. So, who, who are those? Uh, a lot of that. So, I've gone with, I mean, a lot of players. I've got, I've, I've got to rattle off this, there's a few here. I've got one, I'm putting their damage in a again, that we spoke about earlier. Uh, but Tom, uh, Modric, I did put in the foe as well as a special mention. The only thing, I'm sure you agree with me, Chris, he was a pro Jamaican foe being offside a lot. What do you think? Yeah, so it's like Alex Ferguson said it about one of the Inzaghi's, like he was born offside. But. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I think that's what stopped Defoe being an elite striker because essentially what you're doing there in the big, big games and World Cups and stuff is you're giving the ball away. Yeah. I think that's the thing with Jermaine. He was brilliant for us. And it was fantastic for Jermaine. He was brilliant for goal scorer in a lot of games. But when it came to the big games, I think sometimes, especially when we went away to teams like Man United or Chelsea away, he kind of went a bit quiet. You couldn't really see him in the game. Yeah. I remember right there, Defoe scoring in a lot of, lot of big, big games. Right? I remember he scored against Man City. Once he cut in and whipped it, 
kind of just towards the end of his Tottenham days. I don't remember when he was a bit younger than that, really I think as well he suffered a little bit that football kind of changed when he was playing because it used to be 4-4-2 with a big man up front and then Defoe so Defoe, Defoe would run off the, the big man's flicks it then oh, yeah. suddenly changed wow. with Pep doing what he did at Barcelona and then you ended up having one up top which you give him a chance good but he's, he's not going to win any headers or, or, or hold it up like that so he kind of needed the it, it's no surprise to me that he played well with Crouch. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the game moved on. Let's just go. The game moved on so much now. I mean, I think Leicester, maybe in that season with Vardy, were one of the only teams to play that kind of four-four-two with that Joe mm-hmm. guy, where he kind of played it. But very rarely now do you see a four-four-two where it's big man, small man, you win the header, I run onto it. You don't really see it that often anymore, do you? Really? No, it's a shame, really. I, I like the foe. Very attacking wingers, Bobby Lattler, isn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of people in football like Defoe anyway because what he did with that Bradley uh, kid at Sunderland yeah. was just a nice thing and, and it was yeah, a no, genuine was thing as well. Yeah, that was beautiful for Jermaine when that, when that was happening. Remember yeah. the goal he scored for Sunderland that season as well where, where absolutely, I think it was in the, the Newcastle derby. So he definitely had it about Defoe to score in a big game just, just didn't do it enough for me and enough for Tottenham unfortunately to yeah. get my level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what you mentioned there about being offside a lot, I think as well that that again was was a bit of an issue yeah. there and, and stopped him being as good as he could be, really. Yeah, I mean a lot of times people would put him next to someone like an Ian Knight, wouldn't they? A lot of, uh, in, in the same bracket that time the striker's small, but do you know what I mean weaving that hole was so good on the ball, smashing it in, something yeah. like that. But he, I think he just missed a little bit of his game before, and like you said, it's pushing on in this era. I think he would have struggled even more, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a shame, really, but he's doing well at um, it's Rangers now, isn't it? So, but then yeah, Scottish Scottish right. league isn't yeah. uh, as high a level as it is here. But uh, he's at Bournemouth for a bit, wasn't he? But I think mm. even there he struggled to get in over players. Obviously, like someone like Callum Wilson or yeah. So it's hard, isn't it? But yeah, Rangers probably at the minute suits him badly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in that age as well. Yeah, I, I do quite like him, but yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. He's not quite at that level that the the the, the players up top that we picked up, but definitely a good player and definitely a brilliant option for us to have. Yeah, absolutely. No worries. Thanks for that, Grant, for your, your top 11. Uh, I think we agreed on quite a few bits there and then a difference of opinion on a couple of other players, but I don't think any of them are unreasonable. Um, so we'll take a little break now uh, and then afterwards talk about this this season or part of this season which is <laughs> where it is at the moment and talk about the whole Pochettino leaving, Jose in uh, and other thoughts on how we think the season has gone as well. So back in a bit. Hi there and we're back. So obviously this season has been a bit completely weird with it not finished yet and then changing managers halfway through the season which we haven't had for about five years um, I know personally I was absolutely gutted when Pochettino left I love Pochettino what he'd done for us he didn't win anything but he, he has transformed us from Champions League wannabes to Champions League regulars um, what, what were your thoughts on a Pochettino leaving uh, B, what, what he's done for the club and how, how you think he'll be remembered and see 
what you think of Jose coming in. Uh, quite a lot of questions there in one space. I don't yeah. know if should have uh, started with A. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so when he, um, well, especially obviously towards the end last season after the final, we was kind of hoping we'd push up, we'd sign a few big players, we knew where we kind of needed to fill in, didn't we? In certain positions, I don't think Pochettino, however, is his fault. After that, I probably think it's Levy's fault, but we didn't push on in getting the players we needed. And it just felt, going into the season, you could see in the first few games, first five, six or seven, we just was missing something. And it kind of had that feel to it, whereas it felt as if maybe it was the end of the road. We had those games away at Brighton, then we went and we were absolutely torn apart. It yeah. felt as if you're waiting any time for him to go. It kind of had that feeling to it, where how much, I mean, how much longer can he stay here? We haven't won anything. But I mean, look, what the guy done for us, especially in my era, um, never forget it. Again, we've kind of always, I think in the way it's been with our managers, always it's kind of pushed on. We had Martin Yo kind of put us into that kind of European bracket of being in that era. Then for uh, we had Brett Knapp who kind of put us in the Champions League. We went through the ABB era, and then we got Pochettino who made us regulars, made us a real solid team all over the park. But towards the end, it unfortunately had that kind of feel to it as if it was all draining away. And uh, I mean, with Jose coming in, I mean, it kind of feels like we've got the, the final the final end of who we feel like is the manager to make it all work now. I'm a firm believer and I hope he can turn things great for us and get us that trophy we always need. I do feel a little bit like we're on the Jose train. I mean, we know he's not going to be for a long time. I don't know if you think, Chris, but he's one of them, you know, you probably get two, three years out of him and he'll go. But mm. if he can bring us good times in that, I'd be more than happy, to, absolutely. But I'll yeah. never forget what Pochettino has done for us. I thought he was exceptional. Yeah. Of do you think Pochettino will come back at some point? I mean, there's links to him going to Newcastle with their money, but that's just rumours at the moment. But do you think at some point yeah. he'll come back to us? Um, I think it depends on how he grows as a manager. I think uh, if he goes on to win things, whether it, I could imagine, I could imagine. I mean, I don't know the relationship between him and Daniel Levy how well it is. I don't know if it'd be under Levy's ownership he'd come back. But he know he would know. Whether the fans will get back or not, definitely. And uh, I, he's a, he, he's a legend at Tottenham, just for putting us on that next level and giving us the platform to go and get someone like Mourinho. If it wasn't for him, yeah. we wouldn't be able to attract anyone like a Mourinho. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I said that at the time, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, he would never have put us on that level. We'd be able to get some of the players and the manager we've got now. So, very, I mean, a lot of Tottenham fans, not just myself, I can speak for a lot of us, we're very grateful for what he'd done for us. And, uh, I mean, you said about the Newcastle job, I could see it all. There's no reason why it would look attractive to them, is it? It's a massive football mm. club, Newcastle. Um, and you have the people that you finally get a ball that you think, well, you say that, you know, as we don't know a lot about his own yet. I mean, but you think you'd, you can't get anything worse than Mike Ashley. <laughs> you, you, you think you'd get the backing that he wanted, probably from whoever he goes to next, definitely. Yeah, I, I think. I think once he goes to a team where he has backing, so maybe not so much a Newcastle where he has to rebuild again, but if, it, if he went to Bayern Munich, let's say, for sake of example, and he got proper backing, I think you'd then see that he is a winner and it was lack of investment that, that was the issue with us. Uh, yeah, and, then, the and then it'd be... He, he's labelled at the moment, isn't he? Like, is he world class? Is he not? And then there seems to be some kind of debate about that. Whereas if he went to like a Bayern Munich or... Real Madrid with the backing that they have, he'd pretty I much he overnight be world class because we'd be winning all sorts of stuff with the backing that he'd have. Well, so I think he's got to be very careful himself who he picks next to go to. I think Poch. I think he's got to be careful in his own mind where he goes. Um, he needs something. 
the problem is he had at Spurs again, which is pretty obvious, so I think he's pretty sure was the backing by Neely. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to know where he's going to move on to next, to know what he'll get and what, and obviously who we had to play, etc. I think that'd be a big decision for him. But no doubt, wherever he goes, he'll do a good job. And yeah, he's a, he's a very, very good manager. And I'm sure he'll do well in his uh, career, definitely. Yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on Levy? Because I see on Twitter there's a like Levy out, people who, who want him and Enoch out, others who, who say yeah. that he, he, he's done some good. My, my personal opinion is it, it's 50 50. He's, uh, yeah. he's done some good. He's, it, like, without, without him, we wouldn't be in the position where we are as well. Uh, so he deserves yeah. credit for that. But then not getting the players that Pochettino wanted, not backing us, that the furlough. Business, I, I think he's done a lot of bad there, but I, I don't think he's horrendous. I mean, he's not Mike Ashley, which I think 100% of Newcastle fans can't stand Mike Ashley, whereas Tottenham and Levy, it's 50 50. So, what, what are your thoughts on Levy, how he's done, and, and do you think it's time for him and Enoch to sell up? Obviously, yeah. that's their decision, nothing to do with fans' yeah. decisions. Yeah, I mean, I've got no doubt the fact I think Levy probably does what I do think he wants the best of Tottenham, I think he does, but I think. Obviously, I think being a businessman supersedes what he what he is as a person. Um, again, you lot of good, you've got to look back to the Adam Schick years. He did save the club, took us out very couple times, and what he's given us is, is fantastic. But I don't know if he has the real passion, and he's he's got us in his business plans that much to want to make Tottenham um, the very one of the very very best out there, winning trophies on a regular basis, competing at the very highest. Um, I mean. I mean, the problem we've had for about years is that we've had to sell players in order to then obviously bring in other players that have then carried the club. Um, you think, I mean, honestly, if Pochettino is like your father, you could not love him. Yeah. And the thing is there, I mean, you just don't feel as if towards the end of it, he had the right owner, he had the right owners to be able to back it. It's a really mm. sad story, that. So, I mean, for myself, um, I'd be more, I'd be very open to, a, to someone coming and taking over now as a, mm. as a new owner at Tottenham, definitely. I think a lot of fans have been to the ground make it quite vocal now. <laughs> a lot of people, it's not as bad as I think the Arsenal situation with Cronkie where he's absolutely despised. I don't think it's that bad. But I no. do think there's a big platform out there of fans that do feel that they would like new owners in now that could obviously just take us to that yeah. next level with trophies and flood money into the club and that would be where it's at, definitely. Mm. Yeah, would you want like the, the multi-billionaires taking over? Obviously, we'd be able to compete with money. But like, I, I quite like the fact at the moment we're competing, getting to Champions League finals, potentially league yeah. winners with, with, without having this bottomless pit of money, which Man City, Chelsea have won everything just with money. It's nice doing it the way I mean, it's, it's a real... Um, I can imagine it's like any business. If any business does things the right way and they do it in a certain game plan, it pays off. You feel a real sense of achievement. That's what it's been like at the top of the band. You feel like we've not flooded the club with tons of money. We've not gone out there and just picked and chosen the best players in the world to buy. We've had a clear plan throughout the years who we want. Um, I mean, it's a difficult. I mean, I don't really believe it's a horror. It'd be horrible to hear, oh, you won this because you you had a load of owners coming and flood yourself with money. I think what well, Liverpool, I mean, Liverpool have spent a lot of money throughout the years, haven't they? Yeah, Their owners yeah. didn't seem like they probably do care about the club. They're, I mean, yeah. they are a consultant, aren't they? Yeah. I, 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 I have a slight difference of opinion on that in a way in the sense that that they basically spent all of their Coutinho money in the same way that Levy spent all of the Bale money the difference is yeah. Liverpool either, either the manager and then spoke to the chairman highlighted we need this 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 so they spent it wisely whereas we, yeah. we bought quite a lot of 
Well, we bought Soldado, who's a striker in the box, yeah. and didn't have anyone to supply him in the box or anyone to join him in the box. So we, we did spend the money, just not wisely. Um, well, I think with, yeah, I think especially with someone like Soldado, just to go back on Soldado, I think it's very rarely now you kind of see a player, all of his goals came from inside the box. Mm. I feel like a lot of the players, I think the strike in the Premier League now, a lot of their work comes from working from outside the box, working in, getting the ball, carrying it making chances themselves from working outside of the area. I think when he came in, it was always, I think my opinion, honestly, not a lie, it would be very difficult for him to be able to make goals happen himself just by standing yeah. in the box all the time. Yeah, so, yeah. But I, I think, I, I, I get the point with uh, that, there's a lot of people on Twitter who make the point that Levy doesn't back it uh, the managers at all which I, I think he does with the money that he spends like he could have easily kept that bail money but I think the issue is that I think it was rumoured that Pochettino wanted Mane Wijnaldum and a few other players and we got other players who were nowhere near good enough so I, I think he does spend the money and then and Sanchez and Ndombele and uh, Celso making that permanent Sessegnon is testament to that I'm just not sure he really listens to the manager and then yeah. gets the players yeah, that they want and that went on that, that, that um, end on Bele's saga if I remember right it went on for a good while that whole while we're going to get him we got we got him for 62 right 62 million the biggest sign that I had so he has definitely got to say whether he does care about the club to the degree to put money into it you can't despite that you can't um, despite that but I mean Again, when you see the other clubs going out, they're spending the money they are making sure they do buy. They're proven winners. They're proven players in all levels. Um, it's difficult. You know what I mean? It is difficult. Yeah. I think we didn't see anything happen with the right back position this season either. Just before, I mean, we knew we lost Walker a couple of years ago. We never really replaced him. Trippier went, but then again, should we have let Trippier go? Then you got Aurier as your mm. number one right back, probably not. In my yeah. I think Trippier wanted to go as well, didn't he? But like, the the other issue yeah. I've got with Levy, he seems to be so stubborn. He has to get the deals his way. Like we, we had yeah. Jack Grealish not that long ago for twenty five million, and he refused to pay any more than twenty two. Like what what's three million when you're paying already twenty two? Now, if you want Grealish, it's going to be. I mean, if they stay in the league, it's going to be about fifty million, isn't it? Like double the price. But like yeah. he, he he did wonders getting Loris at the time for nine million, which was an absolute steal. It's, Ericsson as yeah. soon as he said Ericsson he didn't want to play anymore he should have been out the door we'd have got 40 million for him then which is then a straight swap in terms of money for Bruno Fernandes the same type of player and then we ended up having an unhappy player in, in the dressing which best will in the world Ericsson I, I don't think he meant to disrupt anything I think he honestly tried but like he didn't want to be there so best will in the world it's going to have a negative effect I think anybody is proven if you don't want to be at the club they should I hate to say it, as much as you wanted to stay someone like Ericsson and Sam is uh, priceless. You can't have him there. No. One thing I'll say is, I mean, obviously, with Levy, there's done this over the years, the whole the, the sign of Lloris for 9 million, etc. Doesn't, as it really, as a Tottenham fan, it's great to hear, oh, we've, we've, get, we've got from a couple of million, but I'd rather just sign the play and we have to pay the extra. Do you know what I mean? I mean yeah, yeah. Me, we have to pay a bit more. Obviously, it's good for Levy to have that thrill that I've, just, I've got a few million off of what I should have had to pay or. It doesn't really affect me as a Tottenham fan. No, you know no. What I mean? But I, th I think possibly the Levy deal getting such a steal for that has made him think this will work all the time now. And he, he's created a reputation for himself that he's just a pain in the ass to do business yes. with. And, and people are just going to try and be a pain in the backside to him as he is to them. I think a lot of people probably even look at him, they don't want to get into him a lot of it. No. I think I remember years ago, I'd say, I remember one week, was it for Sardo Berenino? 
I think they offered to put him in because it was insulting, I think, when he tried to sign him. Yeah. I think the West Brom uh, made it pretty clear. So that's what we've had to deal with, really, with Levy throughout the years. But um, it's hard. I, I have put, I, myself, I've said it before, the wording Nick out, but he has done a lot of good for us. And obviously, mm. I want to see us progress to the next level. Yeah. So if the option came up against, if an owner came, you could, obviously, anyone can promise it. I'd love to see it. Everyone can say we'll do this for you. Um, I'd probably jump at the chance, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I would now, in the sense that that's the way football's going. If you want to be successful, you've got to have billions behind you. It's just, yeah, it's like I, I, I'm not sure I'd be. Well, I, I say I wouldn't be too happy with us buying success, but then we'd be winning cups and trophies. So I think <laughs> the <Yeah. laughs> the fickleness I mean, of that uh, is football fans would then think, oh well, we won stuff. Who cares? Though? I think I think we deserve it, Chris. We've been up as Tottenham fans. Yeah. I think we deserve it. But yeah, no, that's, that's football, isn't it? We'll yeah. have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, I, I think it won't happen at the moment. I mean, that Newcastle one is just an odd one um, yeah, at, at this yeah, current climate. But I think after that, at some point, because Joe Lewis owns it, doesn't he? And he's like in his 80s. Yeah, so he, he, must want, he must want to just sit on his yacht yeah, and do nothing. Whether it's him or run it or he has family members that might for him because obviously mm. I don't know how it works. But I mean, for example, when you're looking at the owners, again, like I referred to earlier, you've got to be very careful. I mean, you still don't know who you'd be getting in until they come in. Look at Blackburn, what happened to them mm. when they brought in uh, the Venky owners. And uh, well, look, it's just that's another sad story. A team like Blackburn, where mm. yeah. it just didn't seem like there was much, um, how, do, how do I describe it, there was much understanding of what was happening at the club, who was the right man whether he would be even backed by the owners. I mean, you, you feel like you want someone to come in that loves football and not just these businessmen. But it's difficult though, isn't it? I mean, the way football's moved on, you feel like that is the only route, like that is the only way forward now is those type of owners to come in just to pump money into the yeah. club and just has it there as a, kind of, as a side dish just to let that money keep coming in and let, whether, they, whether they keep putting money into it, who knows? Yeah. I think so. These Newcastle owners, like the, the, the Saudi Arabia consortium, it, it, the consortium is worth about three hundred billion or something ridiculous like that. So, yeah. that, that, they, they could literally pay for all all the English leagues, Premier League and EFL leagues that have lost money, and it would just be a small dent in the ocean to them. I've heard they're ten times richer than Man City. That's a really right I've heard fly around, but yeah, I mean. Pray. I mean, for Newcastle, what they've been through as a club, I'm sure they've not <laughs> anybody coming in over Ashley. Yeah. They've uh, for years. No investment of players that have gone. No investment throughout the club from other areas as well. So they'd be more than happy to get anybody in, really. Yeah. I, th- I think Levy has traits of uh, Ashley about him that he's just a bit of an arse. But yeah. Levy has done has progressed Tottenham, which I'm not sure Ashley has progressed Newcastle. He hasn't changed much for him. But I think the problem is their manager's... As much as managers pretty much at top of the baby play about Levy, managers that have been at Newcastle like um, Kevin Keegan when he left, he made it very, very clear that it was Mike Ashley was the issue. Yeah. We've not really heard that from Pochettino or anything though. But no. it's, all, it's all been speculation, isn't it, with, with us top of fans, whether it's been down to Levy or whether it's been the manager that's been the issue. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. yeah, there's no doubt in my mind he has done some good, but there's no doubt that anyone can say he hasn't done any bad. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, who knows? Are we just standing at the minute? We're just kind of standing still, aren't we? Well, I was yeah. be worrying to see other clubs. Like, even, I hate to say that for Sheffield United, who are playing such good football with the players they've got moving above us, because at the minute we can't compete with them. No, yeah. Top that are currently sitting there. Hmm. I, I do think as well what Levy's done with the furlough scheme and, and what then Jose's done with 
Undombele training out in in the field. Pochettino for me, he he changed the club from it was it was a nice club, but he, he then changed it to like a family feel. So there was a massive connect between the club and the fans. And then this furlough stuff, the Jose yeah. coming in and, and angering certain players maybe, and then doing this training. It seems to have there seems to be now the, the the gap between the club and the fans is getting wider. I think that was Pochettino's greatest achievement with us. Obviously, if we'd have won a trophy, it would have been that. But. It's probably such a Mourinho as well. He's such a you know, he's an intelligent guy, and he knows football. So, uh, sort of, uh, not even in football, you can tell he's a very special bloke. He's got a lot of him. He's a very wise head to have dragged some of the players out to be training. What's yeah. happened? He only knew that he, he would have known he would have that would have come out and got bad criticism for it. Yeah, sure, just, it's just when you've done it. So it's just it's mind-boggling why, yeah, why. And the fact we're having to speak to the players, the only good thing that's going to happen is that we're not the only club that have done it. <laughs> it doesn't make us look too terrible. <laughs> but still, not, still not ideal. Because, I mean, it's not ideal. No, yeah. So in terms of the actual season, in a, in a playing sense and on the pitch, obviously it's been quite disappointing being that previous seasons we've been in Champions League places, uh, uh, title challenges, and then this season out of that so how would you review the season as a whole uh, up to this point obviously the season might finish and then it might we might end up getting top four if it does finish with nine games left but up to this point what what would be your review of the season yeah uh, well it ends like that I'll say Jose's done a fantastic job <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no what I would say is that I don't think I'm sure you agree we didn't really push on from the uh, back end of last season in regards to fitting certain positions we lost Trippier uh, whether Pochettino felt it was necessary to bring that other right back. I don't know. And I feel like at the start of the season, I was all for giving Cole a piece of chart, but it was quite clear to see. Yeah. I feel like he wasn't ready to fill the boots of anyone really at right back, especially what we needed. I feel like we didn't really buy in the place we could have or should have. End on Bele. Uh, again, exciting talent. I can't wait to see him. Hopefully, for sure. Hopefully, in the year or the next couple of years, definitely. I think he's going to be a world class player for us. But if not for us, anywhere else, I just hope we don't let him go. No, um, I don't think and, we will. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I'd like to think we will. Um, be, I just don't think the season itself, we didn't really have a clear plan. And best strengths were, and obviously it was clear to see it didn't work out on the pitch for Pochettino. Bringing in someone like Jones, though, who's a real stern character, he's not afraid to make decisions on and off the pitch of the club. Uh, we've got to trust him, haven't we? I believe yeah. that he's going to lead us to some kind of glory, I suppose. Um, I feel like we've really struggled in the midfield. I think you've touched on before in some of your previous shows there, Chris. We've struggled having someone like, I mean, Winks, I do really like Winks. He, he does, he moves the ball around like a, everyone mentions, like an Iniesta. He, he keeps the ball ticking, he keeps the play moving. But we've missed that real rocking midfield, haven't we? The kind of just block out, trying yeah. to stop the goals flowing. Yeah, I think we definitely miss like the defensive midfielder and just a, a bit of a powerhouse, whether that's. Uh, Dembele, Wanyama, but obviously Undombele is strong, the way he glides past people, but I just don't think he has the discipline that the others have no, to just stay back, but he is young. He's young, he doesn't hold, I think he's a, he's a real box-to-box player, you've got another one, you need to kind of have someone behind him, Dembele, yeah. to kind of say, oh, go do what you want with the ball, yeah. that kind of mentality. I, I, think, um, I, yeah, I think for him, it, it's been a real miss, Sissoko being injured. Out of our midfield, even though he does like to go forward and drift forward, he is, I think, the one who's more likely to sit back. Die would be the the ultimate there, but then his his fitness has gone through the toilet since his appendicitis yeah. and injuries. Yeah, I think he's a, 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 he
who I think Mourinho either he's going to buy a defensive midfielder. I think you might see some names that you might have not like, to be fair, <laughs> but they can do the job in that and what Mourinho can do for us, that's another question. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Mourinho wants to work with players like Edjon Bele and, and Dyer. I think he would love to mould them into the player um, he wants them to be, that's for sure. Yeah, um, so we've got everything there with the manager, whether it comes to play or not, I'm not too sure, but, I mean, I just think the season itself, we've just missed, we've just missed that clinicalness again, Kane, I love Harry to bits. He has this kind of injury proneness every season. We miss him for half the season. Uh, that's the one thing. If he was to ever leave us one day, um, it'd be something you'd say. That's the one thing I don't miss about is how often he would get injured. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a double-edged sword, though, isn't it? Because he's playing pretty much every game. Even when we had Lorente, there was no real trust that Lorente would be able to... Um, Fill his boots there, apart from when he was injured. But then, but I, I saw other tweets months and months ago when Kane did get injured. We need a new striker and give Kane a rest. But I think again, that's that's a double edged sword. If if the manager drops Kane for a game to give him a rest, and then puts this new striker up front, and then he misses a few chances and we lose one nil, the manager's then panned for not picking Harry Kane. But of course, but obviously, yeah. if he if he if he rests him and then the other striker does well and then Kane gets a rest and he's praised. So it's it's a damned yeah. if you do, damned if you don't situation. But we we definitely need an extra... Um, I'll ask you a question. What was your thoughts on... I mean, at the time, I know he's an ex-Arsenal player. I was quite keen on bringing someone like Giroud to something. I know yeah. Chelsea didn't let it happen. What would have been your thoughts on that? I'd have loved that. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we touched on Adebayor earlier. Like, I... I actually quite like George Graham, even though his Arsenal connections as well. I'm not really bothered about that. The only person I wouldn't want is Sol Campbell. He can just stay away now. But yeah. But Giroud is a, a Jose player as well. You, 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 you look how he's playing with us, Jose. It looks to me like he's he's playing with Drogba up front. It's just Kane isn't Drogba. He can't hold it up as well, whereas Giroud would have fit that bill massively. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean that's the thing for me. I used to hear a lot of my Arsenal friends cry in the ears about Giroud saying he's not what we want, but for someone like us, mm. he, he was what we're crying out for, so I had to hold the ball up. I mean, he would have been, in my opinion, the direct upgrade from Fernando Llorente. Yeah. Llorente done a great, done a good job, but imagine having Giroud, who, who also can score on his feet, yeah. can do well in the end. He'd been a direct upgrade from Llorente. It's a shame we didn't either hold on to Llorente for at least another season and really address the second striker, or um, obviously got a hold of Giroud. It was yeah. a hard one, wasn't it? Last day in the tracks, which, you know. Yeah. Chelsea, but I mean, it's a shame. I don't know why he couldn't have sold us. He's still in a hardy place. He did score against us, didn't he? But yeah. no one else doesn't seem as right as your future plans. No, I, I just don't think at the time where we were competing with Chelsea that they'd have ever let him go to us. Like I, th- um, I think Giroud's massively underrated. You look at some of the goals he scores. He brings people into play. Holds it up. Certainly when yeah. you're away from home and under the cosh a little bit, you need someone who can hold it up and just slow momentum down where when we play now it's hooped up long no one holds it up and it just comes straight back and then the momentum never deteriorates yeah, that's the thing it shows you when Harry doesn't plan how good Son is to be able to fit into that role isn't it yeah. I mean I've got a shot I think the way the season was going when we lost Sonny in the Villa game I think that Villa game it kind of felt as if things were coming together a little bit the way he was meant to play, yeah. meant to play. but I'll be honest with you I think once Sonny got injured I just didn't see, I hate to say it, it sounds crazy saying we weren't going to win a game all season, yeah. but I didn't see us getting points because we just had no directness for anyone up there, apart yeah. from Mora. But I hate to say, like I think you said as well, sometimes you don't really know where it's best to play, knocking yeah. into spaces, I don't really know. 
Yeah, I, I think I think the sun injury was was like you say, the worst injury because then we had no one up top. But that that Villa game, we we found a way, didn't we, with a, with with him up top, but without him or Kane. But like, but he he got criticism, didn't he, son, for like missing all these chances and not having a good season. It's just like, well, you've just seen there that give him a chance when, when the pressure is really on. Yeah, he wins us the game. Yeah, but we had Ben and Tommy just said, but yeah, Berg won second game for us. I think he won us a penalty that game. And yeah. He was playing off the song. So, I mean, it would have been lovely. It would have been great. I mean, I would have still been quietly confident with Son, Bergwine, and Mora in the team. But then we lost Bergwine and Bergman away. So, couldn't he? Yeah. Couldn't have really, really couldn't. It was unbelievable. No. I think, I mean, like Mourinho said, apparently he wasn't ready yet to get a look in. Mm. Um, what, what do you think of that? Stuff. Do you think he should have had a. Because. A, a, a chance? Because I, I don't think it paints too much of a positive picture for him. Like, all your strikers are injured, you're still not getting a game. I mean, there's rumours that he hangs around with drug dealers and his attitude isn't to be a footballer, but I don't know, I'd have given him a chance. Certainly in FA Cup games, a full 90 minutes. Yeah, um, I think he played in the... I'm right, I'm pretty sure. He played in the Colchester game before we went out of mm. the Cup. Um, look, um, Mourinho said he's not ready yet. I guess we've got... I mean, if Mourinho's not ready, no, he's got a yeah. I, I didn't because the one thing I didn't like with Mourinho was the kind of thing I told you so when he missed the penalty against Norwich. I don't really like that. He, the no, kid is seventy yeah. years old, and to be fair, for him to sort of put his hand up and say I'll take a penalty mm. in front of in front of the, the wall at Tottenham in a game like that, you got I'll tell you how often the kid. But yeah. I think if Mourinho doesn't think he's ready yet, we can't be bad. But no. I'm hopeful that obviously he's going to improve and that hopefully he'll he'll get a look in one day in, in, in the squad. Yeah, what I didn't like is that if he's not ready, fine, ship him off on loan so he's playing football. Yeah. Don't don't just sit him in the reserves playing like reserve games, which are essentially glorified training sessions. I was going to say those reserve games. Don't, I mean, obviously, obviously they are games. I'm sure teams come to play us properly, but it's not the same as being in a game when you're actually in a game, aren't you, with fans around you? Probably yeah. brilliant for you to go to the League One or the Championship yeah. or something, wouldn't it? But you look at Kane before he got into our team, he was on loan at League One or Championship or, or whatever every single season. And, That's the thing. It, yeah. it sometimes works out. It sometimes works for players to go on loan. But someone like Kane, it was it didn't work for him. But when he came back to Spurs, he kept yeah. getting his head down to eventually it worked. Yeah. It depends how it depends on the court how it goes. Yeah, we've spoken about uh, Undombele who divides opinion, but another player who really divides opinion. How do you uh, rate him generally, and how do you rate his season? And um, talk about Deli Ali. Deli Ali, uh, Deli Ali. I would say with Deli, I think he very similar to a lot of the flair, the flair players he had. Um, beautiful story. The fact obviously joined that joined from MK Dons kind of walked straight into the team. I think he was so lethal in those first two seasons, he's kind of boiled it off. Yeah. Do, do you think he suffered from this... Um, do you think he suffered from this now? People people know who he is and know how to defend against him or do you just think he's let his standards slip or, or combination or, or something else? I think he's definitely taken his all off the ball in the last maybe season and a half, possibly. Um, he's not as good. I don't mean, it's mad as, as a player, you kind of grow better from what you are, but we kind of got the best out of him as it stands when he first joined us. Um, I don't think he's been sussed out as such. I just feel as if he's been on this kind of um, this slipping edge. Um, I'm hope, hoping, obviously, that he'll maybe find a new way to pitch his game. A bit like Aaron, which is something on the other end of the pitch, possibly. Yeah. But I mean, I, 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 
I think you cut off a little bit there talking about Ali, so we'll just cover that again. So, yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts about Ali's season? Do you think his uh, performances have dropped, attitude has dropped or, or, or been found out? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I feel like um, we probably saw the best of Delhi in the first couple of seasons he joined us. Um, he was averaging about, what, in the season 18 to 19 goals. Um, seems like he's kind of dropped on a bit. I mean, uh, I don't think the idea of being sussed out is right. I just feel as if maybe the hype was there and now it's kind of just drifted into kind of settling into the Premier League. Um, Mourinho, obviously, I think he's trying to really work with him, especially when Mourinho first came in. He went up to him and told him, are you the brother? Yeah, yeah. uh, It seems like he definitely, Mourinho definitely gave a good kick and he he obviously done brilliant at West Ham away. He's had a couple of games, a few games under Mourinho where he's really shot. But um, he, I think he needs to, again. No, I'm sure you'll have to agree with, but he needs to be playing in behind, doesn't he? The striker. Yeah. That's what he's at, I, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. He's a player who's, who's I, I think he's a player who needs to play in a position where where son can play up front, forward, left, yeah. right, and still be effective. Uh, whereas Ali, I think, has to be behind the striker. I, I think Ali's best attributes are off the ball. I think with the ball, that, that there was periods where he couldn't even pass five metres and like, oh, I could do that. And I'm terrible. And, and, yeah. The, the, and yeah, his passes were lazy and, and no pace on them at all, so they were getting cut out. But but uh, that was when he was being played on the right, left or, or a bit deeper. I think his ability, like a Lampard, to, to get into the box late, unmarked and, and kind of ghost in there, I think is his best attribute. I think he's off the ball. It's his best attribute. When he has time to think about stuff, I think that's where oh, in yeah. his mind he'll probably overthink it and then make a mistake. Whereas when it's instinctive, like that goal against Man United at Old Trafford this season. I was just, yeah. And you're right. Was it Burnley? Like, yeah, Man United away at And again, he's a player that he plays off instinct, isn't he, Billy? He's yeah. not a, he's, some players are like that where you give them time to think and that's sometimes one of the worst things when yeah. they just have to think that they can get their head up quickly and play a pass through. That's when they're very, very best. Yeah. Um, I believe he's, I mean, the way it happens about it, he's worth a lot of money. Mm. <laughs> yeah. If he wants to I could probably get a good sum for it. But I'd like to hope that we'll hold on to him and he'll, he'll become a great player. I mean, the yeah. stats he has at his age, yeah, I don't yeah. think a lot of the players had anyway. So, I mean, no. it shows already what, what we've got on our hands and we've been just getting back to his best. Again, you've got someone like Mourinho who can hopefully mould him into the player that he he wants him to be definitely. Yeah, I think you alluded to it earlier when you were talking about Kane that the relationship and understanding between them two, in particular, yeah. I think is. We haven't seen a lot of that, have we, recently? That's no, no. There was those two seasons where they just played off each other without even having yeah. to think. One would know where each other was about. Yeah. To get I, I, yeah. I think what he does as well is when we don't have the ball, he, he, he's got a lot of energy. So like. What I can't understand is during the Pochettino era, we were one of the clubs at the forefront, possibly even first, like Liverpool are now, where it's just a complete closing down act. Yeah. Everyone in the pit, and that seems to have completely gone. Mm-hmm. So th- there were stages after that kind of was, was going that Ali would be doing it, but then not everyone else where you should need everyone doing that. But I, th- I think yeah. that that kind of energy is in fact just similar to Lamella when he comes on. Um, yeah, I mean the pressing. You know, I mean the, the pressing game. What we used to have under Potter, I mean, that it, it was always going to be different under Mourinho. But when Pochettino first came in, the, the pressing game we had with Delhi pressing, Harry pressing, Son pressing, 
that, that seemed to have gone. Whether that affected his game or not, I'm not too sure, but we kind of yeah. did lose that, didn't we? Yeah, I, I think it's possibly he's believed in his own hype a little bit, so he's, he's let his standards drop uh, we've seen, we've and then confidence has dropped yeah. as a result. But. Yeah, we've seen some behaviour of him which has not been great, haven't we? Of Valley as well yeah. in the past, and sometimes it's difficult uh, yeah. to stand by the guy, but it doesn't seem like a bad thing. No, I, I think he need, just needs to play in the right position and, and just the position yeah. that Pochettino played him in, which is where he was effective. Uh, hopefully... And it's the position that Mourinho played him in in that West Ham game where he was getting so much space. It was. It was beautiful. I mean, there was a bit of play where he was waiting to stand offside. He came back inside to the middle and set up the goal. So Mourinho said himself, he just knows where he needs to play and he needs to play in behind that striker. Yeah. It's evident. Well, I think injuries have kind of forced Mourinho's hand a little bit to play him elsewhere I guess try and fit things in so with a fully fully fit team with a cane back a sun back and everyone back I think he will play behind the, the, the striker and then you have La Celso do you think he's the natural replacement now that Ericsson's gone for him or do you th still think we need someone to replace Ericsson and then have the Celso in the team as well? I think the great thing about the Celso is that he has, that, he has a little bit more than where Ericsson had to his game, if anything. Um, I think we've seen this season Fred passes through gaps which Ericsson used to do, but he seems like a real terrier where he mm. wins tackles, he wants to fight the ball. He doesn't look like that. He doesn't no. need to look at him, but we've seen his gameplay. He's a real. He, he's all over the pitch. He sets up mm. goals. He wins tackles. He's willing to put himself about. So he's got that little bit more there. in my opinion. Yeah, I um, think. Th yeah. He's, he's kind of hit the ground. He kind of hit the ground running. He had a big injury and got, I think, a six-week layoff. I think in the little bit of the season, we missed him then. But he kind of hit the ground running just after that Mills brigade in the cup. Yeah. So it was very exciting. He was like a real talent and another Argentinian that we can breathe through. Yeah. I think give him a, a good pre-season which obviously that might not happen now based on what's going to happen no one knows but like, yeah. if, if this coronavirus hadn't have happened give him a good pre-season and he comes back even stronger next season but yeah what, what, what do you think how, how Winks has done because I, I love Winks similar to Harry Kane he bleeds Tottenham I think and, and it means a lot to him and he, he ran the game in the Bernabeu a few seasons ago but then my issue is that he's he's been playing in a position, a defensive midfielder, which he isn't a defensive midfielder, so his um, appreciation of that role and discipline in that role isn't there because he's not used to it. That's yeah, why I, I, I think. Yeah, I don't think he's a defensive midfielder. Wings. I think he's a, when he sits in the middle, if you can put a defensive midfielder next to him, he's probably a pleasure to have. I think he works well in certain games as well, Wings. I think in some games it's probably not needed or appropriate for it. But when you can keep, sometimes you need someone on the pitch, you can just keep the play ticket in certain games when you're under the cosh. Uh, he's good at keeping the ball. I think it depends on what game you're playing and who you're playing against sometimes about Winks. I do love Winks as well. Obviously he's a uh, he's a he's a Tottenham boy through and through, worked through the ranks. And he's definitely not he's not just one of them players that you know obviously because he's Tottenham but he's got the talent as well. Yeah. He would definitely get a good he, he would get teams interested if he was available. Yeah. Um, would you keep him or sell him? Because I, I would keep him 100%. I wouldn't even be close to selling him. Yeah, I would definitely keep Winks. I would definitely keep Harry Winks. Um, I think of, of any of the players that would need to go at Spurs, he's definitely nowhere near that list. No. Um, he would definitely deserve at least a season under Mourinho. 
or yeah. Mourinho is definitely should be giving him a season to see how he gets on in his game plan, definitely, in yeah. my opinion. What, what, what players would you get rid of if, if obviously, this coronavirus business and the, the financial impact might mean yeah. that players, players can't be sold because no one can afford them, but if that's not a, a, an issue, if that wasn't an issue, who, who would you be looking to replace and, and uh, ideally as well then who who would you bring in obviously <laughs> don't say get rid of uh, this person and bring in Messi because that ain't going to happen no, but like realistically who would you be getting rid of and bringing in um, I mean obviously I'm trying to be realistic lately but yeah. <laughs> uh, it really, it really, it really, I do, I've actually kind of always liked Eric Lamella but mm. I do feel with his, his time may have probably softened down um, he's another one really injury prone isn't he injury prone he does get goals just but I do feel as if he He's just one of them players I feel as if he's not at the next level what we could get. You feel if he could go, he get someone else in. That would definitely be a big move for us if we get the medal off the wage bill, possibly. Um, Aurier is another one. Yeah, I think I think, I think most Spurs fans player. would be saying Aurier, wouldn't they? Because I, I think going forward, he's good. Defensively, he's good. His decision making is just—it's like a kid. It's like a kid's decision making, like a rush of blood to the head. I think he's one of them players. I think we've learned it. I think in games like we played round with the way he benches away and like Man City at home, he will never learn. He will no. never change the player he is. He will always make. I don't think you can change that in a player sometimes. Someone like him the way he is because he's so rash. He doesn't think. But that's just him as a player. In my opinion, that's how it will always yeah. be. He would definitely be on my sell list. Um, I think that even the goalkeeper situation. I mean, I don't think this season I'd want to lose Hugo in for next season. I don't think we're in a position. I don't financially get any goalkeepers, etc. But I mean, in the future, I'd like to see us probably replacing Loris and getting someone new in now, fresh breed of the evening goal. I think he's been there for a long time, Loris, and in the next couple of seasons, will be his time up and something definitely. Yeah. Who, I think who, he'd be able to leave it as well. Yeah. Who would you have as a goalkeeper? Because I, I'd like to see us give someone like Nick Pope a chance, but then yeah. look, there's no real pressure for him at Burnley, where they would be at Tottenham. So would that be an issue? I'm not sure. But I think he's done enough to warrant. A chance there, and a good young keeper, I think. Uh, it's such a shame I found out that Henderson is only alone at Sheffield United. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> Nick, Pope, he, Nick Pope, I, I would definitely take. Yeah, I mean, he's everything you want, realistically. If you, you can't, I mean, we're not going to go out there and get an on black arm for your no, one no. of these uh, New Year's old keepers. But um, for everything you would need, and sometimes a safe option and you can trust. You probably take Nick Pope. He's had that reassurance about him, doesn't he? Big keeper, yeah, yeah. makes saves. Um, he's very, very. He's not too bad on the bottom ball, I don't think. Uh, probably areas that he could improve on. If he did join something, he'd probably have to put, improve on his ball play. Obviously, pass down the back, but um, he would be someone on my list, definitely. Nick Pope, yeah. I'd say, definitely. Because yeah, I'd be picking him for England. Maybe he's not as good as the ball on Pickford, but I, I'm not a massive fan of Pickford. He just he, not, he, yeah. he, he makes a lot of saves, but he, he palms them straight into the middle with goalkeepers, surely, that if you can, you palm them out for a corner or as, as far wide as you can, not... not down the middle he got a bit lucky a couple of saves in the World Cup against Sweden which went straight down the middle so you, you could argue that he saw the defender there so it was a tactical yeah. risk but I, I was still a bit nervous and just palm it to the side but I he, think Hendo, I mean, it's based on thought if the Euros were still happening now for the season coming up I think Henderson would be the man yeah. if, if, and I think Southgate I don't know I don't know he's my work but I think he would probably been on the top of his list if he had the chance I mean he's just been the informed keeper in yeah. my opinion Henderson yeah I personally think it's time for a new keeper just because Loris has made too many mistakes and I think his um, yeah. form is, is coming down. But Yeah, as I say, in my opinion, for me, he's been the best keeper I've seen at Spurs and 
But as I say, um, I think it would be time roughly the next season or next season to move him on. When, we're, when we've got the opportunity to when there's someone out that we can get, I think it would be appropriate to let him go. Yeah. Definitely. What, what about Sanchez? What do you think of him? Because I actually quite like him. He reminds me of Michael Dawson. We were saying this before we started recording. That he reminds me of Michael Dawson that he... Um, he needs a, a, an older head with him to show him the kind of ropes, if you like, like Dawson did with King. Uh, yeah, he has that kind of out, doesn't he? Sam? He doesn't doesn't really deal with anything going over the top of his head very well. No, yeah. Over the top of struggles. I do think it's if he's. I mean, from what you've seen him now, he's at such a young age. What we're seeing him now, he's he's very very good, and I think he's got the potential to be possibly um, right to be on main centre half one day, yeah. and obviously be a world class player for Tottenham. Uh, I'd like to think that we'll keep him. I don't think Sender would be. I don't really know who you're going to bring in if we sell him. I mean, no. I think as we go out and buy these cooler buyers of Upa Benenkos, which I can't mm. see happening at Tottenham. I mean, I think if that was to happen, a lot of fans would jump in with joy. I think they'd be delighted to see him centre half coming. I think that Song's days are numbered now as well. Mm. Um, do love Jan, but you see with him, I feel like the legs may have gone there yeah. as well. Yeah, I think he's quite slow. What I like about Santos is he's quick. So I, I, I do think you need, certainly back in the day, maybe not now because football's changed, but a defender who's maybe not that quick but good in the air and someone who's quick and go down down the back. And, and But yeah, but him he's letting, letting like stuff go over... He's all over the place. He's Letting it go over his head and letting it bounce is just a criminal... Def- criminal offence really for, for a defender I mean you learn that when you're like five years old playing amateur football not to do that yeah definitely I think Tanganga's another one I like him when he first came in against Liverpool he looked brilliant uh, he handled Mane really well but then I think that the honeymoon kind of is over because our previous I think it was Wolves, wasn't it, when we lost 3-2. He was rushing yeah. clearances and looked really nervous. But he's a young kid, hardly ever played any football. And and, right. and again, like like a lot of our players, I think, he's been played in God knows how many different positions. Know, yeah. Stick him in a position, let him learn that trade. and So he, he's been one of the success stories this season, along with Lo Celso, I'd say. Definitely. He's got, he's got talent in Tanganga. Um, he's very, very young. Again, Mourinho's played him across the whole back four, isn't he, a lot? Mm. And it's hard for him. I think you're right, there's two people with a honeymoon period. He came in. I think he was just what we needed in that tough time mm. to have something to be happy about and say, we've got to keep coming on the block. But it's very early days. And, but I hope he's signing the deal. We'll see him progress in mm. to come. But I think he's a very big talent. He looks like he can go forward with the ball as well, whether he's yeah. a right wing back, I'm not too sure. But he looks like he can play all over. Um, needs to kind of know where his position's going to be, I think, under under Joe Pizzo, yeah. or whether he's even in Joe Pizzo's plan. But, I'm sure he's liked him a lot to have selected him in the game he has done. Well, he, he was the one who said to his coach, didn't he? He's like, he, he marked Ronaldo, make him known when he first came in. Um, yeah, so he obviously cool. rates him. Um, just, it's yeah. going to take time. Is he 19? I, I think 19. He might even be 20, but yeah, he's very young. One thing Jose has done is given players a chance, which he's been criticised for, isn't he, in the past, yeah. that he doesn't do if he comes to the chance. Yeah. He got through Tanganga, so it'll be great. Will he always be great for letting him have the opportunity? Yeah, I, I think another player that in years to come, if, if, if as long as Mourinho stays, in years to come, who could feature is Oliver Skip. I think he quite likes him as well, but he is... Um, Played against Burnley, didn't he? Um, yeah. Very kind of similar to Winksy, really, isn't he? He seems like a kind of safe player, keeps it well, hmm. keeps the play ticking. Uh, yeah, whether he's 
the answer to what Mourinho would want and he can mould him into what he wants him to be. I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think he needs to bulk up a little bit because he's a bit lightweight at the moment. But Yeah, I think Lamella bulked up at one point. He was quite mm. weak for Lamella in the first game. Yeah. He became quite stronger. Yeah. It's just like watching Noah sometimes with a very so one-dimensional with that one left foot. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem. But, but, um, yeah. What are your thoughts with Mourinho? Like, um, I can't remember what game it was, but it was where... Uh, it might have been the Villa game, but it was where um, he basically called Ndombele out for not doing enough at the end of the game. Didn't... With Skip, which I've never been a fan, never been a fan of criticising your players in public. Ferguson made a point of never ever doing that, and it was always behind closed doors. Which I mean, it, it could be a masterstroke, and it could then say to him, "But I'll show him," and he comes back even better. But then it could be a player who's short of confidence anyway, and just put his confidence through the gutter. What, what were your, I can't remember what game it was now, but what what were your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um... I mean, Don Bella, he kind of, from what I see of the guy's character, he, looks like he kind of just gets on with it, whatever happens. But he, um, I think he's got a lot of learning to do. He's clearly not the French league that he's bad in. No. And you've got to understand that for the guy. I mean, the, the, the price tag, 22 years old with a lot. But you've seen already what he can do. Yeah. He's got a fantastic pass of it. And, uh, I mean, I don't really agree with calling player there. I don't think it was right for Mourinho to do that and select him again the day after. I think select him straight away the game off yeah. as well. Uh, didn't think it was great of Jones to do it, but then again, we know what Mourinho is like. He's not going and not sharing what his thoughts are in certain ways. He wants to call him out and do it. I didn't think it was the right thing to do for him, Don Bele. I think the young kid, he's got lots of learning still, and he wasn't the best. Uh, no. I, mean, I don't know if there are injuries, it depends on the injuries are down to his fitness, clearly. Um, yeah. Something you're going to have to work on. But we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, he'll roll into what we want to be the top of the player. Yeah, well, I definitely hope so. I wouldn't be selling him. My only issue is that he looked, he looks just, he comes on after ten uh, for ten minutes after he's come on. He looks like he's he's just had a marathon against Mo Farah. He looks absolutely all over the place and just hands on his hips and breathing heavily. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes that's just how a player looks. It could be that, but he, hmm. he did look a bit. I mean, there was a footage of him against Wolves away. I think where he looks absolutely gassed out. <laughs> Very quickly yeah. towards the end of the game, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, hopefully he'll just grow into that position early in the midfield, and he'll become the player that he uh, he's aspired to be. But it's not to the box. Um, but we've got a special player on our hands, and we've just got to manage him right. Yeah, I, I think so as well. So, like, I, I find a lot, a lot of Tottenham fans on Twitter. As soon as someone doesn't play well for a couple of games, there's a lot of jumping on bandwagons, get rid of them, and it's just. You've got to understand, even Dennis Bergkamp took a little while to get going at um, Arsenal, and now he's highly regarded as one of the best players ever to have been in the league. So sometimes it takes even even the best players. Ronaldo as well took a little while to get going at United. So I, th- I think it needs to cut, cut these people some slack a little bit, let them get on with it, let the manager do his work, but... No doubt he's got talent going past people. It's very Dembele-esque. Right, yeah. But, yeah. But anyone else you'd like to see come in, realistically? Yeah. Like Aaron's has been rumoured from uh, Norwich, but I'm not sure we've got the money for that, and he, he's quite unproven no, as well. I mean, that would be... You think that might be the no-brainers to get it right? That would be Aaron's. Maybe some of the nice big players. It's a bit It's like a fantastic left-winger. We could maybe bring in, maybe incorporate him somewhere into the front line. I think if I had the choice of it, uh, it would be 
probably another centre midfielder that could directly replace mm. loss of Musa. But then again, we've got Endon Bello, who will hopefully yeah. push on. What do you think of Matic? Because he was linked, and obviously he's got the history with Jose. But I mean, he's he's getting on, he's getting on a bit now. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, when he first came into the league, he was alongside Yaya, wasn't he? One of mm. the best centre defensive midfielders in the league for what he done. But I don't think we'll get. Pushed. I don't think Mourinho would do that. I hate to say it, I could see it doing it maybe. Yeah. So that's just fans wouldn't want it to happen. I could see a deal for Woodward possibly happening at Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, if he gets let go by Chelsea, it's kind of, kind of no-brainer. I think that's the thing, Mourinho. You're going to see a lot of players possibly coming that you wouldn't necessarily want, hmm. but it could be effective. We we were after William, weren't we? And then he joined Chelsea. So it, it's a player that I, I can't remember the manager at the time, but it's, we've certainly yeah. been interested in him in the past. And he he, he um, chose Chelsea. I don't think we would have, yeah. Well, I think before he joined Woody and Modric, uh, sorry, Modric, Ericsson wasn't in either. So I don't think we would have got Ericsson if Woody would have come. So, I mean, mm. that would have been a choice between the two, yeah. in my opinion. I don't think Ericsson and Woody would have joined. I think it was either one or the other. I think as soon as Woody still fell for, we went straight after Christian. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah, I'd have rather had Ericsson in than uh, William. So, it worked out well yeah. in that respect, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's gone to Wigan, I think Chelsea really am, but I don't think he's I'm not sure if he's in the sun. Yeah, I, I, I think free transfers are going to be the way to go with this this virus, the, the, the financial implications it's made, because I, I think they're the way to go. I don't think teams will have, especially when you've got financial fair play to stick to as well, and you've probably lost maybe 25 million from wages. I don't think they've got the money to just ping out 30 million here or there and 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 if if the clubs don't want that player to leave they'll just bump the price up 10 15 million knowing that they can't afford it so i think free transfers or, or bargains okay. are the way to go or look to youth yeah i mean you could youth and we've got i mean i'm sure we've got more talent in that in those ranks but again the debate will be whether we're going to push it or not it'll have to be getting someone in serum for the season coming ahead due to the what's happening with them. Yeah. Would even look at being now. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Them, It'd be interesting uh, what happens. Summer, we're going to be I think that's everything covered that I had. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to talk about or, or discuss. No, I think that's pretty much covered myself as well. I'm pretty happy. Okay. So, yeah, so it's a good podcast for me there, like to have someone else to talk to and someone to run ideas off rather than just me talking. And the people who listen, I'm sure, will agree that it just wasn't my monotone voice constantly. Um, so again, as always, uh, my, my Twitter, if, you, if you've got anything you want to ask, discuss or anything, at LTalkTottenham. Uh, if you want to be a guest on, on, a, on a future episode, then just give me a direct message. Uh, thanks again, Grant, for, for being on this episode. Again, if you want to uh, be on an episode uh, in the future or, or, or That's right. regular, then just let me know again. Uh, anyone who wants to follow Grant, uh, his Twitter is at Granty underscore ELL, so that's Granty G R A N T Y underscore ELL. Uh, give him a follow, uh, and then I'll do another podcast 
uh, in a few days. Uh, so thanks again and good to chat to you. Hopefully we'll do it again sometime.